What's up? It's your girl here, Maya Sanita, and welcome to the Refine Nation Station. Hey, listen, my mission is to inspire others as they are refined in Christ. Stay tuned. Let's have a great time. Yeah. What's up, Refine Nationers? Welcome back to the Refine Nation Station, the podcast. This episode is pretty special as it is a part two of The Narcissistic Bride with our special guest, Prophetess Shauna D. Harrison. So, in the previous episode, the question was asked, has the bride of Christ become narcissistic? Meaning, have we developed a mentality or a me mentality where we as the body of Christ are no longer working as one unified system or one unified body, but instead, are we only focusing on ourselves in order to make ourselves look better in how we operate in the eyes of Christ or even in the eyes of ourselves or in each other? Now, the question becomes, how do we correct this issue so that our minds are developed and renewed in Christ so that the bride becomes one without blemish or spot? But yeah, let's listen into this continuation as we speak more on this important topic. But first, trivia question of the week. Which minor prophet married a prostitute? Hmm. Was it A, Joel, B, Amos, C, Obadiah, or D, Hosea. But before we get into the details of season four, The Refined Life, go ahead and follow the podcast and be sure to share it with a friend or two. Also, be sure to rate the podcast as we want to go ahead and continue telling the world about Jesus. Thanks as we go ahead and get started. Welcome back, Refined Nationers. All right, so here we go. But first, if you answer D, Hosea, go ahead and celebrate because you are correct. If not, hey, the more you know. <laughs> yeah. So then I think that the church may need to, yeah. we all need deliverance. I think that because we live in a culture of just selfishness, we all need to just take a moment and just do some self-deliverance one-on-one Me. on this right. whole narcissistic type deal. Because a lot of us, I mean, it's sad, but it's true. And it's just not going to get us where we need to go for this next season of our lives. You talk a lot about um, living surrendered. And that's something that I kind of, um, I say it all the time. It's like embedded in my brain, (laughs) primarily because of the fact that you've said it so often. And so um, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Since we're talking about narcissism and all of this stuff, what does live surrendered mean to you? And why is there such a great importance to uh, live surrendered? Again, this is another thing I'd ask the Lord, I think starting back in 2013, 10 years ago now, you know, what, what is it? I was literally asking him what the word was for, I think, 2013 or 2014. And um, what I kept hearing in my spirit was live surrendered. And I'd asked him that that year, asked him the next year, the following year, and I kept going back and I kept hearing him say, um, live surrendered, live surrendered. And so you know, over the years, it's just sort of, um, I don't know, it's just gotten bigger, you know, in my heart, in my belly. And Paul says that, you know, he said, I die daily in First Corinthians, I die daily. And um, living surrendered is, you know, when he says that I die daily, that's a mouthful. Those three yeah. little words. Yeah. It's, a few, it's a mouthful. What's 
exactly do you mean, Paul? You know, first of all, because, you know, this is a whole lot. I'm putting myself mm-hmm. under. I'm, I'm surrendering my will. I'm surrendering what it is I really want to do and submitting to you, God. I'm submitting to the spirit of the Lord. I am allowing you, Father, to just take full um full use of me, just take mm-hmm. full control of me. We know that you're not going to, you know, possess us, but God possess me, you know, mm-hmm. God come, come in and possess me. And I surrender. I literally surrender everything I've got to you. Uh, I'm putting myself on the altar. Yeah. There's blood on my altar, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the question that I always talk about it. Is there blood on the altar? Is there blood on your altar? Um, mm-hmm. Is there, is there, fresh blood on your altar, not the blood that you put on the altar 10 years ago because you gave your life. And we're not saying that anybody's got to kill themselves for those of you that don't quite understand that. (laughs) You just already paid the price, but I'm talking about the blood of my own sacrifice, the blood Mm -hmm. of my own, where I don't want to get up and pray in the morning, where I don't want to surrender. And, um, you know, I want to curse you out today, but I'm going to surrender that where I don't Mm. want to read my word today. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to, and maybe it hurts that bad. I don't want to forgive, but, Mm. and it hurts that bad that I've got to forgive the one who molested me. I've got to forgive the one who abused me, the one who, um, who raped me. I've got to forgive Mm. the one who cheated on me. Not once, not twice, repeatedly. I've got to forgive. Is there blood on my altar? And that's kind of what that surrendered is. It's a hurting Mm. place. It's a painful place, but it's also the place of victory. It's also yeah. the place of victory. It's a place flying above the the rest of the chickens. The you know roosters can fly, right? What? Right. <laughs> I was chased by fly. one. Oh no! I don't even want to talk about that. I was Lord, I'm rising. Can't fly. When you think roosters can't fly, just mess with one, and they will fly. But where you're flying above, but eagles fly. Where you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to you know, hang out down here with the chickens and the roosters mm-hmm. and the crows and the owls, but I'm going up. And that's yeah. the place of living, uh, living surrender. And it's not an easy place. It's a hard mm-hmm. place. You know, Those English fly solo. Yeah. <laughs> right. They fly solo. Yeah. And oftentimes that's, you know, that's what living surrender can oftentimes be. It doesn't mean that you have to be alone all the time because it's going to be lonely, but leaders know yeah. that, you know, if you're in any sort of leadership, it can be a little bit lonely. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit lonely. I mean, there are other leaders, but the walk is long. I mean, Jesus had three, right? Mm-hmm. He had three that he kind of, you know, kept with him, but yeah, living surrendered. And so I wrote the devotional 31 day devotional and um, the devotion is called surrendered. And I started this movement called Surrender, the Live Surrendered Movement, Living mm-hmm. Surrendered. And it is literally just about living, you know, prophetically speaking, just surrender to God every day. And really, you say, well, as believers, that's what we're supposed to do anyway, isn't mm-hmm. it? But it's about not just, again, it links up with cry out mm-hmm. and it says, okay, there are some people that just don't want to be a part of a prayer movement. Everybody don't want to pray Maya. It's know, just what it is. It is right? what it is. Right. And I don't want to pray sometimes. I don't that's, feel yeah. like praying sometimes. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> right. But there are some people that are, that are just, that just want to say, well, just help me live right. And if I can, if you can be a part of this live surrendered movement, guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to sneak that prayer in there. <laughs> This thing is about prayer. It's about being discipled. It's about living for Jesus Mm -hmm. um, and having, 
you know, a group of people, women who are closely connected to you. And for you men, men that are connected to you, um, who help you to live for Christ daily. Yeah. It's a movement. You know, it's definitely it's a, movement. a movement. I love that. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is super important. I was going to say, you've been to, um, you were at the, actually the very first, and it won't be the last, but the first surrendered retreat. You were there and, um, you know, it was a powerful, mm-hmm. powerful um, three days. And really, I would love, I mean, we're going to do it again. We're going to plan it again. And we don't have one scheduled for 2023 or 2024 yet. But everybody really does need to stay, keep their ears closely in tune. Because when we do the next surrendered retreat, living surrendered retreat, again, it's only open to smaller amounts of women. So it's not a huge huge, you know, group of people. And it is, it is highly intimate as it relates to getting into the presence of the Lord, where deliverance takes place, where people leave literally change, whether through relationship with other women, relationship with Christ, being set free, being delivered, just being catapulted, you know, leaving there catapulted because it's like you took some, you know, it's like you take ginger shots three days in a row. You take ginger shots three days in a row. You go to the gym, mm. you just do this whole regimen, you know, maybe you're fasting all at the same time. It's like boot camp in three days, you know, where you come out yeah, yeah, yeah. and you are feeling like a different different woman, different woman. So the last one, we had amazing testimonies and God's not done. He's not done. He still has so much more to do. I remember that, that retreat in that time. And even just thinking about it now, I remember that I left not the same, that my mind had been renewed. And even the more it had been renewed in the area of prayer and my relationship with Christ, it allowed me to understand how to find Jesus on my own. Like a lot of times we go to church and we hear a good sermon, but the experiences that I had at that surrendered treat, the the personal experiences that I had during that time really helped me to understand who Christ was on another level, who Holy Spirit was on another level and how to, I think one of the main things I learned was how to be silent in prayer. It was something that I kind of had not really experienced before, but that silent, me being silent spoke so loudly just to hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. It was life-changing, that, those moments. And I think we were awake uh, like four o'clock in the morning or something. Like It wasn't like a regular time, but just uh, to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit at such a, a time in the morning and allowing Him to speak before... I even um, tell him anything really was mm-hmm. a life changing thing for me. So I encourage yeah. like refinationers as you sit here and you're thinking about how do I move forward in prayer? There are times when silence speaks volumes, as they say, mm-hmm. and just allowing Holy Spirit to be the one to speak to you and refresh you. Because the truth of the matter is we go through a lot in life. And sometimes we come to God in prayer and we throw all a lot on him. But he already knows everything about us. And he already knows what it is that we need. We even pray to God out of our own strength. And the Bible talks about it not being not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. So if we take time to allow his spirit to be the one to cover us in, even in those times of prayer, I believe that it will allow uh, a healing to take place, a change. You'll get the answers that you need in those times um, and things of that nature, you know? Right. And you know what, Maya, would it be safe to say, because I'm sitting here thinking about it as you're giving that testimony, 
is it would it be mm-hmm. safe to say that it was during that time that your dreams and your visions just begin to kind of take off um, in prayer? Or do you feel like it started happening after that? Or um, I don't um, know, because I know that you dream and you have visions a lot now. Um, yeah. But I know that there was a specific time during that season that it took off. I don't know. Was it at that moment? But No, I don't know if it was at that moment. Um, I know that it may have elevated, but like, I've always kind of been a dreamer and somebody who seemed like always, but mm-hmm. I think during that season, it just between that. And I, I know also, um, during that retreat, I was also in the process of reading, I think reading the Bible a lot more than I used to. So, um, I would read it. Like I read the whole Bible in like three months and I was like super hungry for the word of God and I could not stop reading it. Like I almost missed work for it. <laughs> I think I like, remember that because we were doing, I think because we were doing that Bible in one year. And at yeah. some point at, at about the six month mark, um, because we were meeting, I think, were we meeting? I think we were, yeah, we were doing like a, every, every week yeah. doing a, like a recap. Mm-hmm. And about the six month mark, for y'all that are listen, Maya came to me and said, I'm done. <laughs> you came, Maya, and you were like, I'm done reading. I, like, I've read it and I'm starting yeah. again. I'm like, I'm starting again. It's and, crazy. Okay. Okay. Well, we're, we're just halfway through. We still have <laughs> six months to go. And yes, I remember that. I well. was all the way done. And the truth of the matter is I had read half of it before I started over to read it with you guys. Oh, I was just so hungry uh, for the word of God in that season. And I still am, but that season, it was like I was at a buffet and I was the only one in there. So I mm-hmm. ate all the food that I could eat as long as I could. Love so, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but I, that retreat definitely helped me. I love that. I love that. I love it. I love it. That is, that's so powerful. So before we go, if I know we've talked a lot about prayer and I kind of knew that this is how it would go because you and I are like on the same page when it comes to that, the importance of prayer. And, um, you know, there were some other topics that I wanted to discuss, but at this time, I just feel like the conversation has uh, gone differently. But if there is one thing that you really could give as a takeaway to people in regards to building their spiritual uh, life in prayer, Mm -hmm. What is that one takeaway that they could take today? I would have to say when you feel it's sort of like working out. I think of it that way. When you feel like you are, when you feel like you're done, first of all, challenge yourself in prayer. And when you feel like you're done, don't stop. Keep going. Because when you're done, it doesn't mean that God is done. It's half the time God is waiting Mm -hmm. to see what type of um, desire, passion you really have for him? What type of desire, passion you really have? Will you really chase yeah. after him? Will you really run after him? You know, um, somebody said to me, I said something about chasing and they said, well, Jesus isn't running from you. You know, they were like, well, I don't know what you're chasing for. Cause he's not, you know, it's not like he's trying to run from you and get, get away from you. You know, so, but at the same time, mm. <laughs> at the same time, God is looking for those who draw near to him. You know, he's looking to see if you yeah. will draw near to him, to see if you've got a hunger and a passion for him. Um, and he hides strategically clues and mysteries and, you know, revelation and knowledge, insight. And it's not that he's withholding it, but anything right, worth right. having is worth 
running after. It's worth chasing after. It's worth digging for. So the kingdom, mm-hmm. like hidden, you know, like that pearl that's hidden in a field. There are some things that we've just got to dig for and have to be willing to go after. Because I'm going to tell you, I know plenty of people, myself included, who place great value on on things that cost more, place great value and little mm. value on things that just kind of come easily. You know, well, it's it's real. It's free. Go over there and get it. You know, and maybe that's a little bit of what's right. wrong with the world today because salvation is free, right? And sometimes people just don't think, well, it can't be that valuable. Jesus can't be the only way because they're saying it's free. There's no cost to get into this thing. Well, there's a cost. There's definitely a cost, but Jesus paid the price already. He paid the price and there's value. So even though it's free, salvation is free. You can just accept him and have him come into your heart and into your life is great value. And so in the same way, that prayer, that relationship, that thing, that God that we're looking for, don't stop when you want to. And that's just practical. Like when you're in the middle of prayer, I'm talking about practical. I'm not talking about don't stop, you know, let's keep going. But when you're praying, when you are praying, when you're literally, mm-hmm. oh God, and you're in prayer, okay, I'm ready. I'm done. I think I'm going to get up now. Don't turn it back around. It's sort of like when your coach says, do another, do another set, one more set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. Do one more set. Come on. And it's not that it's about the work and the toil. I'm working to get in the kingdom. I'm working to get, it's not, it's not that, but it's Mm -hmm. what I spend time on, what I value, I spend time on. Who I value, Mm -hmm. I spend time with. That's what this thing is about. And so it's not about, okay, I'm working. And the more I pray, I got an hour in, I've got two hours. Okay. I've got three hours. Ooh, you know, I'm holy now. (laughs) I'm on fire now. You, you better move out of my way now. Okay. That, that, that could come with it. All that could come with it because you Mm -hmm. feel great when you're done. But do one more set. Come on, do one more set. That's, I think, and I think that's a great bit of advice because it works for me. And, um, while you're in there doing that set, understand that it's not about the work that you're doing, but it's about God. I just want more of you. You know, God, I just want to give you more of me because I can't do it on my own. And so I'm just going to sit here with you just another 15 minutes. I just want to sit here with you just a little bit longer. I want to wait on you a little bit longer to renew my strength, right? So I can run and not be weary, walk and not faint. I just want to sit and wait on you just a little bit longer. Just go a little bit longer. One more set. One more set. One more I think set. I was thinking about, I watched uh, the LeBron James documentary. I forget the name. I think the LeBron James mom documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember the name of it. So any fans out there, sorry. But I did, one thing that she said, like when she was started training LeBron, because he always said he wanted to be great. He wanted to be great. He didn't want to just be an average basketball player. He wanted to be a great basketball player. He wanted to be the best. He wanted to be NBA. And so he would go out there and they would do like the suicides. And his mom would say, all right, uh, 50 more. And they'd be like, wait a minute. I just did. The coach said do 50. Why do I have to do 50 more? And so she's like, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? And they do the 50, you know, so they end up doing like 100 suicides. And anybody out there know about basketball, they know suicides is the hardest drill. That's not easy. And so it's like, I think about um, every time I, I think about that, now that I've seen it, I'm like, yo, it's like, do you want to be average Christian? Do you want to just do the minimum for God? Do you? Because God will see that and he'll honor it because he's he's a just God. And I'm yes. not saying to do more prayer out of your own works, but I do mm-hmm. believe that faith without works is dead. And so if we're not doing the more or giving our all, if you have more to give, 
why would you not give that more? You know, like I understand people have excuses for why they don't read their Bible or pray or whatever the case may be. They got a billion of them. I got a billion of them. But it's just like, do you really want to be where God is? Do you really want the presence of the Holy Spirit in and through your life? Do you really want to see miracle signs and wonders? Do you really want to see all of this that God has for you? Or do you just want to go to heaven? Right. And barely, right? You just want to go to heaven. We're barely making it in already. We're barely making it in already. At least make. Let's try to make it down. Make down here, just a little bit more than what it. You know what what the enemy wants it to be. Because really, what he wants is for us to just be again mediocre Christians. Just mediocre. No threat. Yeah. No threat whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother podcast, Mm -hmm. Maya. <laughs> no threat really whatsoever. And um, we have to be determined just to be a threat. I am determined to be a threat. That's what we need to be. And that's a whole uh-huh. nother part. Determined to be a threat. That's where Absolutely. we need to be. Going. So, one last question before we go today. And then mm-hmm. I am going to see if you can go ahead and pray us out. But can you please tell Refine Nation where they can find like your podcast? Where can they purchase your book? And also, um, I know that you have some devotionals on like the U version. Can you also mm-hmm. give us information in pertaining to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the podcast, there are two podcasts that are, that I'm working on and believe me, they're coming soon. Um, so look out for those podcasts. The first one is of course, Live Surrendered, the Live Surrender podcast with Shauna D. Harrison. And the other one is a Super Mom University podcast. And that again is with me directed, you know, specifically for mom. And of course the book, the devotional, it's a 31 day devotional that you can purchase on Amazon or on Barnes and Noble. And it is again, Surrendered. 31 day Devo. Um, and they can find that just by, it's probably easier to type in my name, you know, because there are mm-hmm. a couple of books that are, that are called surrendered as well, but, um, very easy to find on Barnes and Noble and on, and on Amazon. And you can also get the ebook. The ebook is also available in my spring store, which is a merch. Most people should know Teespring, but I have a, a merch store in spring and the ebook is available there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. YouVersion is our Bible app. YouVersion is a Bible app, biggest Bible app in the world. I think that everybody probably does have the little brown Bible, you know, on the front of your, in your, in your phone. And I have devotionals in there that are, um, that are awesome. If you just, there, there are a couple of them in there and then I have a couple more that I'm working on that'll be uploaded over the coming months. But um, yeah, you version, I've got a couple of great devotionals. They're like four and five day devotionals. And there's also one that's an excerpt of the book, which is five days. And you can just mm-hmm. sort of get a taste of what's in the book. And um, then and you can go and purchase the entire book if you want. That to is so Barnes cool. And, and what I'm going to do also is I'll go ahead and place all of those links within the description of this particular podcast. So that if people are looking for it, they can just go ahead and click into it. And you guys go out there and buy her book. Go out there and listen to all her uh, cry out mornings, morning cry outs. Go out there and subscribe to her YouTube channel. These are tools that you can use to grow closer to God, to grow closer to what he's called you to do, who he's called you to be. Use these tools that she's gone ahead and created just so that you can draw closer to God. Because listen, we're all trying to draw closer. And if you're not trying to draw closer to God and you're just trying to go to heaven, then the question is, are you just dating God or do you really want to commit to him? You know, do you really want to be the bride that you're called to be? And, you know, shout out to my apostle. She said that yesterday and I just want to shout her out real quick because, but it definitely is something to think about. But yeah, um, before we go, do you mind just saying a quick prayer and we'll go ahead and close out. 
Father, thank you so much for all that you've done on this podcast today. I thank you, Father, for every listener. Thank you, God, that their lives are being transformed just by listening and tuning in with us today. And Father, I thank you that every person that listens to this podcast, Father, I thank you that their lives are not just being transformed, but their minds are being just reshaped. Father, that they are feeling like they can do anything, just being encouraged by this. And so, Father, I thank you today that as this podcast goes out, and Lord, that that as Maya continues to spread this great gospel of the kingdom, God, that you just do all that only you can do. There's nobody else that can change lives and make things happen the way that you can. And so, Father, today we thank you for the victory in our nation. We thank you for the victory in the land. And we thank you, God, that the church your church, the bride of Christ is getting ready and that we are more ready than we've ever been before. And we praise you and we give you the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hey, listen, guys, if you don't do anything else today, live surrendered. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow for more upcoming content. You can find Refine Nation Station on any podcast platform where you listen to your audio podcast. Also, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, now is always a good time. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And as always, Jesus loves you. And guess what? I do too. Be blessed.